What's up, guys? Yo, what's up? Happy uh, New man. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New yeah. Year. Let Happy me. New uh, Year. Uh, I'm still watching my background of my. Uh, I'm gonna change it back. But what but is I, that I background? Think Morocco it, it massage nice. long. Yeah, please. If you're watching <laughs> and, and you know this background, let me know, and uh, I'll, I'll send you a merch uh, thingy. Merch, if you know uh, what it is. Package. Yes. A t-shirt okay. and a cap you will get of Lepe Base. Hey. Hey, yeah, well, <laughs> happy New Year, guys. How was guys. Your, uh, your Christmas and New Year? Me? Shall I start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Mine was, uh, was different. I, uh, Christmas I spent in a hotel room in Thailand mm-hmm. um, because I was in quarantine there for two weeks for a show. Um so that but really nice um really nice hotel so it was chill but not really the christmas feeling because it's also 30 degrees there so um then i don't really get that christmas feeling uh and then new year's i spent um in a club (coughs) playing for 100 people um because that was the maximum because i was supposed to play at a festival um which got cancelled because of new covid um no way uh, new COVID cases in Thailand. So um, they shut all the festivals down and the only thing we could do was a, a live stream set for a hundred people in the club. Uh, but it was really nice. I mean, uh, it, it felt like going out and uh, I had I had, a, had a blast uh, in Thailand anyways with the other DJs uh, also in quarantine. So um, it's, Th- it's, yeah, it's definitely unique. Thailand <laughs> so was doing f- fine with COVID until Jay Hardway and Bass Checkers <laughs> arrived. <laughs> Came to town and then everything turned to shit. So, so when you flew there, everything was okay and the festival yeah. was still uh, supposed to happen. And during yeah. your quarantine, um, it all went bad. Yeah, we found out. Yeah, there's like a new uh, on, on the market. There were some illegal uh, immigrants there, who um, who worked there, uh, and they just came in the country without being checked or without being quarantined, um, and they had COVID or some of them and it caused a new breakout. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that, 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 and that shut everything down again. So tough luck. Uh, of course, Marlon yeah. uh, was there uh, with you. So, uh, and kind of up to date on the subject and, uh, Thailand yeah. was actually yeah. doing really well with the whole COVID outbreak. Uh, they had, uh, a few hundred, um, uh, COVID uh, positive tested people a day in March. And then from April until the 19th of December, they were doing really well. And the 19th of December, there was an outbreak and uh, 580 uh, people tested positive. And yeah, up until now, it's not totally uh, under control, uh, as I understood. Yeah, it it sucks. uh, There's like a couple of days ago, there were 200 cases a day coming in in the whole of Thailand, which is like they have 17 million people. So it's still not that much so they already started locking down which is seems extreme to compare to how we do it here in europe uh, but i think they already f- pretty fast like a couple of days later they went to like 700 or 800 cases a day so they don't oh, really shit. have it under control which is why they are shutting everything down now um hmm. so also i think that's the only way to go lockdowns rapidly full uh, measures and that's the only yeah. way you can get this thing under control. Uh, it, it shows how um, how quickly it can all go uh, uh, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. How was the uh, the club show? Because it, it, there were still hundred people allowed, but th- do they have to maintain yeah, or, distance or? Yeah. No. It was built uh, to be a restaurant inside uh, because mm-hmm. restaurants were allowed and they made like some agreement with uh, the local government. Um, and so it was like people had to sit down, couldn't really stand up, although they weren't too strict on it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like a show for tables where people were eating, uh, <laughs> which was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but at least it was it was more than we can do here in Holland. Um, and... But yeah, it's it's a it's a shame. I was expecting a festival, but I think everybody was expecting a festival. Uh, so it's really sad for everybody involved, also the promoters. Yeah. Um, I mean, they lose a lot of money. Um, we have all lost. Well, I don't see it as lost time, but I mean, you invest a lot of time to go there to go in quarantine, um, which I also could have 
used to to make music, for example. But but yeah. I I really had a had a fun time, and I did a lot of reading in quarantine, and um, I brought my PlayStation, so I was definitely never bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like uh, Ralph said, I was with Marlon; he was my neighbor. So um, that sucked. Yeah, it, it was definitely uh, <laughs> that, that's so, the only, only negative neighbors. point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but that it just, just sucks. Also for the promoters I, I, and the investors, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, tough luck for them. And um, yeah, it's also sad. Something that uh, was supposed to be really cool, also for the artists, mm-hmm. but for everybody involved. Uh, uh, yeah. Marlon and uh, Jopke, they would play. Um, uh, uh, they haven't played in 10, 11 months, and you're so looking forward to it. Uh, also for me at home, uh, we have a, a lot of new tracks. Um, yeah, we were really excited, uh, really uh, set to make something really cool of it. And then, yeah, yeah uh, this uh, happens and it just sucks for everybody. Everybody's expectations were uh, higher. Like I said, the promoters, the investors, everybody, all the people that were supposed to come. And then it just yeah, feels so blech. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, the world. And did, you uh, see it, did you see it kind of coming because the numbers went up or was it just no. like within no, 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 a no. day it was gone. like um i think like like roasted the 19th it was like at once this thing like hey there's new cases hmm. and the festival might not happen it was like instantly that's what the government de- there does really well like instantly they were like okay um let's look at our options it within one day they decide that might not happen um hmm. so i think maybe the Dutch government can learn from how they do things over there. <laughs> um, they just don't mess around. And uh, I feel also that all the, because they don't mess around and they're very strict, the public also accepts it. Um, mm-hmm. They also are like, hey, this is what we got to do. And I know a lot of people there um, who are like the same as me, the same as my friends, um, the same kind of attitude and still... The, I hear way more respect for the rules over there than people have here. Um, so I think g- Dutch yeah. government, if you're watching, <laughs> or Mark <listening>. Rutte, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's watching. No, but it's a it's a big difference. So yeah. And how was the the traveling itself? So um, airports, airplanes, border controls, those kind of things. Um, well, the traveling itself was. Um, qu- well, you had to wear a mask and another mask um, for that yeah. airline uh, fluid. Um, so that was, but for the rest, it was quite normal, like quite what I'm used to. I was expecting it to feel special, but it was like, ah, oh, a good old plane and all the same. Uh, just the, the entry procedure in Thailand was very strict. Um, so you arrived, you had to get a lot of paperwork um, even before you were allowed on the flight. But when you arrived, you were set in these seats um, and... Yeah, I, I could maybe send uh, for the watchers, I could maybe send a video to Joey, but they were like have the whole arrival was like all seats, all with distance and you had to sit down. Someone in a like full on suit would come to you and say like check all your papers, check your symptoms, um, your temperature was checked a couple of times. Um, and then you were finally allowed in and then you're um, escorted to the um, to the quarantine hotel. Hmm. And then you get to stay so, there for two weeks and then uh, yeah. you could go. Yeah, and you get tested twice for COVID as well in the hotel. So you get tested the third day. Um, if you are negative, you are allowed outside of the room for one and a half hours a day. Um, and for the second test, if you're negative, you are allowed to have uh, lunch and dinner outside of the room. So, and that's after 11 days. Um, so... So yeah, it's it's very strict, but I mean, I think um, uh, the promoters took good care of us and they made sure we were in a really nice hotel. So I feel like I was just on a a little holiday. Um, And it's, I mean, the only difference is that you're spending a lot of nights by yourself. Whereas with Christmas, I would maybe visit my parents or friends or family. Um, But yeah, definitely not a punishment to uh, to be there. Yeah, so for this one gig, you you had to invest three weeks in total, two weeks in quarantine there, and then one or ten days in, in the Netherlands. Uh, no, I don't have to quarantine here. 
Um, ah, it's because so it's a safe country. Uh, yeah, yeah, Thailand is yeah, considered yeah. still safe. Um, yeah. And I mean, from all the we talk, I said before, Thailand had seven hundred a day new cases of COVID. I think in Bangkok there were like maybe twenty. So mm. it's it's not that much yet, but. Uh, If you need to be tested, uh, Jopke, you can uh, come by. I have my own test uh, kit. (laughs) I I test myself every now and then uh, when I have a a droopy nose. And uh, yeah, it saves uh, saves up quite some money because uh, the the normal Mm. uh, quick tests are about uh, 50 or 60 euros. And I was like, hell no, I'm not paying that. And uh, so I went on the internet and bought my own test 25 of them and it's uh, 8 euro a piece and it's the same test you get at uh, the the things so then I go uh, poke my own nose but I'm dying to do it uh, with somebody else so if you uh, like to be tested uh, Jopke (laughs) 10 euros I would rather pay 50 euros to a stranger than uh, than let you do it why? (laughs) why? you don't even know the stranger you know me it goes really deep it goes there uh, it no, actually it goes, goes here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it feels it like that. Actually, yeah. It, yeah. No, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't really mind it that much. Oh, me neither. So, uh, I think no, people. It, it depends maybe on your, uh, on your nose, but a lot of people were complaining, and I'm just thinking, yeah, it's not that yeah. bad. But no. Jopke, what, what do you think? Uh, because uh, what I hear from people here is that in Asia everything's kind of getting back to normal. So. There's festivals, there's clubs, blah, blah, blah. Is it really, as in, do you, does it really feel like, well, obviously for you, the gig that you had wasn't normal at all. Uh, mm. But do you feel like the, the tension there is different from here? Yes, uh, for sure. I mean, um, of course, like malls were still open. And uh, I mean, they were strict again with like uh, distance. And you have to wear a mask everywhere in, inside. But I think that's been the case uh, all summer there anyways uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like the 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 people who live there are way more um, they, they accept what needs to be done to get rid of this virus like I said before and they yeah that's that's the thing they accept what needs to be done whereas here people are like constantly questioning the authorities and constantly making a problem out of uh, what they have to do Um and it's a bit childish, really, here, I feel like. Um, mm. So that's that's makes it living over there, I think, or being there makes it way more laid back. And yes, but it there doesn't are sound strict, like uh, it's that it, it doesn't sound like it's that much different from here, because in here you also have to wear a mask. Of course, right now mm, shops yeah. are closed, but until like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, everything was still. Yeah, open. I mean, the, the, the rules, the rules are the same, but mm-hmm. the overall um, when I speak to people here or when I speak to people there, here's way people are way more complain complaining and also some people I follow on social media um, that are just like complaining all the time and like yeah, yeah. don't care about what the rules are and it's just a bit childish wow. here. Yeah. It's weird to see some uh, people in my timeline, uh, also artists, but uh, not even also uh, a lot of others, they're going to Dubai, they're going to Bali and uh, to Curaçao. It's uh, for me, that's so weird to do something like that right now, especially when you have a lot of followers. Uh, yeah, I would be a little bit, uh, yeah, not ashamed, but yeah, it, it, it would feel so wrong to do right now when everybody is just sitting inside, shops are closed, people are losing money and uh, then, yeah, don't travel when it's not necessary. Then, of course, you can uh, argue, well, should a DJ travel? But that's still, uh, yeah, uh, income-related, you know? But a holiday is definitely not necessary right now. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird to see how people uh, right here are... Yeah, you have on the one hand people are really complying to all the rules, and, and on the other hand people are just like, whatever, dude. I'm off. Yeah. 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 I wonder how uh, I wonder how long that's going to be like that. As in um in the Netherlands they started vaccinating I think it's today, right? Or yesterday? Yeah. No, the this today. morning at uh, half past eight. Yeah, and all the other countries they all also yeah. started, so you might say 
the ends here. Uh, at least the end is coming. Uh, it's gonna take a long time here in Holland, I feel like. Yeah, but do you f- after the trip? Do you feel like your perspective on well, let's say the music industry uh, and coming back to normal has changed, or do you still feel like the same as before? Well, night is always darkest just before dawn, so uh, let us uh, not mm-hmm. forget that we're not there yet. And uh, if you see mm-hmm. all the cases uh, right now in uh, Europe and uh, uh, the US, it's uh, definitely gonna be a really dark night just before dawn. And um, But yeah, I think when everything's over... <laughs> Optimist Ralph talking. <laughs> no, it's it's being realistic. Uh, yeah, if you hear the... the, the The, the nurses uh, complain and they mm. rightfully complain in my eyes yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just for them just stay at home or uh, stay isolated just don't do weird shit yeah and, but do you uh, feel like uh, do you feel like um, because you hear people in the Netherlands like at event organizations talking about um, August, September like to, to start organizing again um Well, I'm pretty, I heard, uh, I'm pretty optimistic the, that it's possible. Yeah, I heard the director of um, Lowlands, and uh, I think he works yeah. at uh, Mojo Events, uh, talking on the radio, and uh, a really realistic guy. And uh, I actually, uh, I don't know him uh, personally, but uh, he sounded like a cool guy I could grab a beer with uh, when all this mm. is over. But he was quite uh, realistic. He said it's not an option to not organize it, and there's a fair chance that it will happen, but... He also said, um, I'm not looking to see if there's 3,000 crew members. I'm not yet looking where they can sleep. Before, yeah. I would already arrange that and I would be now looking at cool artists or cool um, art people to uh, give the, the festival some color. But he's not doing that. It's just a lineup and some basic organization. But... It's not the full Monty as we all are used to uh, before. So he also told the quality will probably be less than we are used to. Also, his right hand, uh, the guy who always works with all the people from the stage builders to the, I don't know, the drink and foods, uh, food courts, just name it. Um, his right hand, he started now another job in, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's called in, uh, in English. But he started another job and he said, yeah, I won't be there in August. So for him also, he misses his right-hand guy on the ground right now. He said, I'm actually not sure how I'm going to do all the stuff when it just uh, proceeds. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. And and that's a big organization. Mm -hmm. Just imagine when it goes a little bit smaller. Yeah, it it, it will be... uh, I, I think... 2021, the summer will be a little little bit less cool than we're used to. Yeah, that's inevitable. I think that's going to be like the, the the beginning of it all in general, because a lot of, well, as you mentioned, like event organizations, clubs, all those people, if they haven't left the job already, they might do it in the, in the next couple of months. Um, and the ones who are still there they have to work with less. So I kind of feel like it's all going back to basic. So um, mm-hmm. in, in the last, we, we've actually seen it happening in the last 10 years. When we started, it was just a club, a dark room with, with black lights, a stroboscope and some smoke in it. And that evel- uh, evolved into fireworks, dancers, uh, garbage bands being like redeveloped into something beautiful, like, Festivals went from music to entertainment mm. parks in some kind of way. And, yeah, but uh, now we're used to entertainment parks and not... Yeah. yeah, and I kind of feel like it's going back to 10 years ago. So where it's just about that that person who's playing music, there's some drinks, and that's about it. Sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I it sounds like, good to me, yeah. personally. Yeah, oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> but I think the, what, what, what really the problem now is going to be is that Like you really can't do a um, <laughs> like a half-ass festival. <laughs> you can't like you can't like have. Um, we, we've also seen that this summer in Holland, like things were kind of opened uh, with like the distance rules and. But 
I think that's just not really gonna work if we still have like relatively a lot of this virus here. And that's, I think the problem where you can't do a festival with distance. So you have to do a festival where you can do, it's either a full festival with a lot of people or not. That's what I think is gonna happen. So I think what what should be possible now is like a festival where you test people uh, beforehand, uh, something like that. Um, and that otherwise, indeed, a lot of people are going to leave the business or they're going to have to do something else. Indeed, we have to go back to basics. Maybe. I could test the people with my uh, <laughs> test kit. Side business. Start a business. Yeah. Start a business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's but yeah. I I really think like that's that's how it's going to be. As you mentioned mm. uh, at the answer at the entrance, we have like this quarantine part where everyone goes in, gets tested. You have to wait for fifteen minutes, and if you're negative, you can go through, and otherwise you have to leave. Um, and then if you're yeah, but imagine a festival. positive tested person being there. That's also weird shit, you know. That's, you're standing yeah, in line, you, like okay, I'm yeah. positive. Say what? And then, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's a problem. That's that's where like it, it all sounds yeah. good, but that's a problem which I don't see a solution to that easy yet. Because what if, for instance, here's 50 people, you go into those tents, and one person tests positive. Yeah. All those 50 people are gonna not be able to enter the festival. That's a big problem because it's gonna be, especially with Dutch people, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna start fights or whatever. Like it's gonna be, it's not as easy, I think. Now it's not as yeah. easy. Uh, but there's, yeah. we're also very, I also like to believe that we're in Holland very inventive and very creative and yeah. we'll definitely find a solution to it. So, and plus, and that's why not have festival season somewhere end of September, beginning of October and just do a <laughs> bunch of I them. can tell you why. I can tell you why. Have you stepped outside in Holland? It's <laughs> not that bad. In my surfing Have you been days, to Amsterdam uh, dance I, event? Every, all, all people in, in your surfing abroad. days? <laughs> Yeah, I always check the weather. End of September is a pretty amazing period. And uh, to be honest... This year it was. Hey, uh, Amsterdam uh, dance year. event, it's not that bad weather-wise. I'm not it's wearing a degrees. winter coat or dude, whatever. Yeah, Dude, it's it's always raining. It's always raining with ADE. I think yeah. last year, 2020, okay. Challenge. if ADE would have happened, <laughs> it, was, it, it was the nicest October we've ever had. And there was no ADE. So that's yeah. like... But that's that I usually never happens. I have sunny pictures in my timeline on Instagram of ADE. I'm sure of I it. Think I, have some. <laughs> I think yeah, I have okay, some. I think I have years when it snowed, but I also I also the thing have is, the, hey, we had August the thing is, it doesn't really matter. Raining, uh, pouring rain as well. So in Holland, it, it doesn't really matter. That. I think people are so ready to party, and there's we have so many indoor venues as well will make it happen like the weather is definitely not a yeah. so i think that's a good idea just have a festival season in october yeah, i'm for also sure. looking forward to it and uh yeah that's why i said a month long of festivals a celebration how cool sounds oh, that oh amazing yeah. amazing uh, it, it, if we're not playing and i'm not there i'm just partying i don't care i'm, I'm not really up party. to some parties yeah that actually sounds like a good idea, like a month long of partying. Yeah, why not? It will be one big uh, orgy, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, you want to have my picture back, my background, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a hint, uh, people. Here we go. That's a hint. Everyone I'm just saying, I'm just being realistic. Yeah, me too. Probably. There will be some, uh, what's it called, COVID babies uh, after yeah. nine months. For sure. Not yeah. in my house. <laughs> one, one so what did, what did you do, Rob? Did you uh, did you had like um, did you celebrate New Year's Eve and Christmas? Well, uh, we started off uh, mid December to just isolate ourselves, and uh, we had a week long of not uh, interacting with uh, anybody, just me, my wife, and my kid. And uh, actually, a lot of fun. Still went to the studio because I'm here alone. Here's my studio, by the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, no, then, uh, like I said before, I had my test kit uh, ordered for that purpose. So I tested myself and then I could relatively safely go to my parents. And we had uh, a nice uh, Christmas Eve uh, at my parents, did some gifts and uh, had some uh, dinner, which we ordered in from a restaurant. 
and uh, it was actually very nice. And that's okay. about it. Yeah, nothing more to say. And for the rest, it's uh, just sitting inside uh, with uh, the um, uh, with the heaters on uh, because it's pretty cold now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's boring. I hung up a, a, a punching bag at home so I can uh, box. Get the stress out. Well, yeah, you got to do something uh, to stay um, in shape or yeah, in shape mm -hmm. to stay healthy. And uh, yep. some uh, movement is uh, also uh, really necessary in order to stay healthy. And um, yeah, so I hung up the punching bag and uh, it's something that I do for months now, uh, do kickbox uh, training. So uh, yeah, at home I, uh, I kick the hell out of my uh, punching bag. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. And what's your, uh, what's your, is there, is there like a plan for the upcoming year or do you, do, have you even thought about it or is it just like, we'll, well go Marlon is now, we just arrived in uh, Taiwan and uh, no, that the plan is actually to, to just do what we do. Uh, it's no use to make uh, some other plans. Uh, we have our release schedule is pretty much filled up uh, for this year. And also, of course, it's flexible. And uh, we did a cool remix for... Uh, oh, you want a scoop? That's yeah, pretty sure. cool. Um, uh, we did a, a remix for um, uh, Elenium, a new track of his. And uh, it's... Elenium? Yeah, it became a really cool uh, track. And um, nice. yeah, check out his socials or uh, ours, and uh, it will come out uh, pretty soon. No, but as I'm saying, we have the schedule of releases which are coming and mm -hmm. then we do a remix in between. Yeah, and then obviously we have to uh, like uh, reschedule uh, some stuff. So it's not yeah. fixed, but yeah, we have a lot of tracks coming up. And for the rest, it's no use. Marlon just arrived in uh, Taiwan and uh, Thailand, uh, the whole situation with COVID there uh, shows that you just cannot plan ahead with all the COVID outbreaks uh, all over the world. And it's just this mean little virus, and um, yeah, yeah, you cannot plan he's on that. He's gonna play there. Yeah, he's gonna do eight shows in four weeks, and um, eight shows. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've been planning this. He, he was supposed to go on October 14th, so that shows also that you just cannot plan stuff now. And uh, there is all these situations from visa to uh, unsafety, and just name it. No. All we can do right now is just do our daily work like we always do and um, stay healthy. Uh, I, I don't want to get COVID, uh, even though it probably yeah. won't be uh, harmful for me. It will be harmful for uh, maybe my mom or dad or uh, you just don't know who else in your surroundings have maybe underlying uh, our manager as, as asthma. Yeah, you just don't know what it could mean for, uh, for him. And even though yeah. he's annoying uh, half of the time, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see him harmed. <laughs> you still want to, you, don't, you, you will miss him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so no, uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, we're just keeping strict uh, uh, following this, the regulations. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, I think that also adds up. Uh, if, if we just make sure we uh, stay safe, don't do unnecessary things, then the summer will probably happen sooner than later, you know? But yeah, yeah if we're going I to Dubai and uh, uh, to Bali, uh, yeah, then uh, stuff won't happen. It's just that simple. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you noticed, uh, because I've heard a, a couple of people, have you noticed some people in the music industry that already lost their job? I, I know of some people, look, nobody will lose their job because no. uh, like Jopke once said, is it really a job? No, it's just something you do. You uh, have some shows, it's all like... It's not just DJs, not DJs, but more like the booking oh, agencies, the managers. Yeah, a lot, man, a yeah, lot is flowing. Yeah, that just sucks. To be honest, at Base nobody lost their jobs. I just want to point that out. I think we've done really well in all the years. And it's up to us to make sure that we just now uh, take our responsibility also to the people that um, just work for us. And um, yeah, we uh, made sure they have enough, um, uh, how do you say it? Um, assurance 
towards the future that they can work. Of course, it has its yeah. limits, but yeah, that's the nice thing about the vaccination. We now know how far we have to go, probably. So, um, probably. no, yeah. <laughs> still, yeah, still insecure. You, uh, yeah, the, the some think, guys are, are being laid off, and I'm like, holy shit, now already? Yeah, it's just so sad, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, There's like... a lot of people... Yeah? Uh, about the planning stuff, and also with uh, around planning around the vaccine, if, if this whole... Covid situation taught us anything. It's like you cannot plan. Basically, you can't really plan and then then think about oh that's going to happen exactly like that. I think it's yeah. important to just plan stuff and do like work so that you have think yeah you, you have money in the next coming uh, months and then go with the changes because it's it's definitely un- uncertain times. Uh, yeah, and I fucking hate the uncertainty and the. The I you have no control whatsoever. Yeah, but oh, Ralph, it just eats me this up. is this is life. This is life. Yeah, definitely. You think I think everybody thought before um, we were in control, but you're never really in control. No, so this no, is no. maybe uh, it, life lessons. All, yeah. all that humans have been doing in the last couple of well, last couple of years, ever since we started to exist, is making trying to create a world where we can tr- can control as much as possible because we were afraid of being not being in control and that's mm-hmm. the thing that covid has shown us like so, we i can think do this is since we, we invented farming this is yeah. since we invented farming yeah, like <laughs> like, food. we're gonna talk about farming now that's cool no but like the, yeah. you read a lot of books and then basically when we started farming we started we started planning yeah, yeah. we started inventing money and shit before that it was like okay today I need to eat. We still have some uh, some meat, dried meat here. Ah, I need to go out for to collect no, some no, berries. No, 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 that's not true because if we would have dry meat, he would already as plan planned ahead. You know, so <laughs> true. Okay, yeah, yeah. true, true. Uh, we were already we planning to conserve, so, concentrate yeah, yeah, yeah. food. That's when that's when things ha- started, I guess. Yeah, maybe yeah. But I actually saw a quote last week which really uh, resonated with me for 2020, which was, it's not the strongest that survive, it's the ones that are able to adapt. It's uh, a line from uh, maybe Interstellar or something, uh, which is a cool movie. And, uh, no, <laughs> I think but, yeah. it's the second, second episode, second time he mentioned it. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, adaptation is uh, part <laughs> of life. Uh, yeah, the, the, all the... All the things will it's uh, everything. yeah it will continuously yeah. change. Nothing is staying the same. But uh, it, it's a fun thing, which is, I, I realized something in the last weeks, and uh, which was kind of uh, tough on me, because uh, before base checkers uh, went pro, <laughs> let's call it like that, <laughs> and I always m- making music was my hobby. I love to do it. And I still love to do it, but at some point it became work. But now, because work kind of fell away, I'm still doing my stuff, but still feels like it's it's gone. And I actually came to realize I, I don't have anything besides my work. I am my work. And it ju- that actually just sucked hmm. because there was nothing I could just uh, throw in my energy or or work towards something because uh, now I, I couldn't work towards something with the music. It just all uh, came to a standstill. And then I realized, fuck, I don't have anything else to work uh, towards. You have no hobby. I, I, I have jack shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's, actually, it was a that's weird realization. A nice, yeah, that's a nice yeah. realization. Yeah. And I felt really poor. <laughs> but it also <laughs> shows how... how, how imp- it shows how much how important making music is for you as well. Yeah, like making music with a purpose. That is. Yeah, definitely. But I, I can yeah. imagine that even when when everything gets back to normal and you can make music as much as you want and you can release it and do gigs and blah blah, having a hobby is still super important. So I can imagine that finding something aside from music that still uh, is your passion or still yeah uh, yeah like gaming for example that's that's something that works for me. Um, that's something I can I can do for hours and enjoy the hell out of it every day. Um, and I think a love for a lot of music producers or DJs. It's also gaming, at least the ones that I know. Yeah, I game uh, every now and then as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think it's super important to have something aside from music that uh, well that you can. I think I think this goes a bit deeper. It's it's this is it feels like it's more about actually doing something in your whole life that has a purpose. And mm-hmm. I think that's what if that and I noticed that too when COVID like came and like that fell away. It was like oh shit, like why am I doing this? Like it's it and yeah. that's it. It's really. Um, I think it takes time to adjust as well. Definitely. And I think like one year seems long now, but I feel also like all the producers and all the DJs, let's give ourselves maybe three years, you know? And of course, uh, a lot of us have to get jobs maybe, like other jobs, but let's just also take the time. Like maybe a year isn't long at all, you know? Like maybe take... A bit more. I think the big challenge with that job thing, you know, if when when there's artists who really have to go out and find another job because of financial reasons, the biggest challenge for them is conquering their own ego. Oh, definitely, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going yeah. to be the biggest one. I, I've yeah. had it myself. Like when I quit DJing and had to go f- find another job for a while it's one big battle with yourself every day each and yeah, every but it's also confronting when you go to the city yeah. uh, center and people hey are you playing uh, this week and no no i, I quit and uh, oh, okay uh, yeah it's uh, always confronting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're delivering a package and it's like hey aren't i you? know you yeah <laughs> uh, thanks for <laughs> the pizza very, it could yeah. be very awkward but then again if you just own up to it but that's that where you say that that whole overcoming your ego um that can take years you know yeah yeah definitely um, it took, yeah. But, uh, if ever, if anybody's watching by the way or listening that's like a dj or please don't feel bad like about having a, a shitty job or something it's like just just so you know like it's it's perfectly okay if you're delivering packages now you know like i would i it's the first thing i would think of right now that if i needed money right now that I would maybe start doing. So there's a lot of work there. It's super busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah but just so way. just so people know, like there's no like, it's not weird, and try to overcome that as well because that's a partly ego saying, uh, "Hey, it's weird if you now deliver packages instead of standing on a stage." But yeah. it's yeah, it 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 all has to do with how, how important you think it is that what other people think of you, and. Yeah. That, that also means that that has to do with insecurities. Um, and a lot of people have insecurities. They, they really care about what other people think about them. And the more you're comfortable with who you are and what you do and with how the situation is right now, the less it cares, the less it matters what kind of job you do. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds super easy, but I've, yeah, as I said, I've, I've been there myself. I started working in a clothing factory after DJing for 10 years or 15 years. It's not as easy as you think. Like mm-hmm. constantly, as you mentioned, every day uh, when you go to work and people ask you like, hey, uh, weren't you that DJ? Or um, like every minute you think about like, why am I working here making 10 euros an hour? And before this, I was making, I don't know, 3000 a show. Like, why am I doing this? Like, it's a constant battle with yourself all day long. And mm. um, for me, it was relatively, well, it's, it's, it didn't, at least it didn't take years. It took me like three to six months, I think, to become comfortable with it. Um, but I think there's a lot of other people where it would take much longer because they're, they're more insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't yeah, see I myself think, uh, working for a where, boss where right doing, now, to be jo- honest. Joey, Joey, were you uh, doing the artist coaching next to that already? No, no, no. That's because I think came. that's also a thing where, where I feel like, um, w- uh, did you have anything besides that job that was giving you a sort of purpose in life? Because that also, no. lack of that also can can be very, very depressing, I can imagine. Well, the whole reason why I started working at that factory was because I, I needed it financially and I wanted to be busy because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And that's terrible if you already feel shit because you get lost yeah. in your own mind and that just makes things worse. So yeah. uh, that was a reason for me to find a job. Um, and then the artist coaching ID came, I think, by the end of my period in that factory, 
the idea started to came up like, hey, maybe I have to do something with my, uh, like my experience and my network and my knowledge. And I can still do something with music, but not make music, right? So uh, I, I really needed those months, like six months, to empty the bucket and to get some free space in my mind to think about like, okay, what can I do instead of just in being in survival mode every day? Yeah. And I, the, the passion is something that came back, well, that, that took much longer. That was probably like a year or something, year, maybe two years, uh, where I really found like, hey, this whole mental thing, the whole coaching part, that's something that really is a new passion for me. Um, yeah. But I, that's something I had to find out. It didn't came after a month or something, it took much longer. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's like a interesting thing for people to, well, to hear, but also to investigate for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been reading a lot of books about it as well. And I've been seeing that with myself that when I wasn't uh, uh, DJing for a living, I was like, that was my goal. And I was like, you have a purpose. You have something to, to wake up for every day. And I had a shitty yeah. job on the side, but it was, didn't really matter to me because I had this goal on the side. And I, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So, and then it started happening and then it, it worked. So then for a couple of years, you were very satisfied. <laughs> and then I think 2018, 2019, I started to feel like, okay, now I have this. Now what? Like, now yeah. what's my, my next purpose? And then um, like COVID came and then it hit me like, oh shit. Like now I need to find either that passion again or something to work towards again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that um, still kind of is ongoing. And I think maybe what I heard from Ralph as well. Um, but I think it's it's very, very uh, important to find some kind of purpose in anything. Uh, something you can also do as a hobby on the side um, next to a normal job. But having that feeling of, okay, I'm doing something with my life that is worth getting up, worth doing this shitty yeah. job. That I think that's uh, very important. I th I think for most artists, maybe a big tip I would give them is um, con consciously ask yourself the question each, let's say three to six months, like, am I still happy with what I do every day? Like, do I still uh, wake up every day being happy to be able to make music? Because that changes. And it doesn't happen within a day, but it just like smoothly changes without you even noticing it. And asking yourself that question every three to six months, consciously uh, puts you in the position to say like, hey, am I still happy with my life or do I need to adapt something? Like, yeah. um, is music still my passion? Do I need to find a hobby because music became my job right now? Life changes every day and it yeah. just happens so smoothly that you're not aware that all those things are changing and maybe talk to someone else about this um definitely I heard yeah. about this program called artist coaching uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but like it. maybe artist coaching is is a very good thing for people who are artists or are making music but also like a psychologist or um, your your doctor or whatever talk to someone about that about that purpose as well and i think that, that that's because where someone that, else can can ask questions can make you reflect on a way different level um yeah. and yeah it can be very helpful i had a i had a manager that that i talked to a lot about these things as well before uh, my manager now which is nigel uh, same as base checkers annoying um, one. but uh, but it was like a, a manager that helped me also on a personal level and also helped me reflect my own uh, interest and stuff and that can be yeah. very very helpful and and you know what maybe some artists forget is um at least that's how i see it. like of course the company is named artist coaching but in the end artists are people like it's not an artist problem or an artist challenge that you that you're dealing with it's a human problem it's a human challenge like people who work in grocery yeah. shops also should ask that question every three to six months Am I still yep. happy going to my work every day? Am I still happy in my relationship? Am <clears> I still happy with where I live? Like you constantly have to ask yourself the question uh, 
am I still happy with where I am or should I adapt something because shit changes, mm -hmm. life changes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, I talked to this with Marlon in, uh, in quarantine a lot because we uh, were a big fan of, like, um, of books, of uh, like, like self-help books and like mm -hmm. artist coaching books and stuff. There's a lot of uh, great, great books out there. Uh, but it's funny that they basically all come down to the same thing, the same things. Um, yeah. So, and I still um, encourage everybody to read a lot of books because another wording of the same concept, another way it's presented can still trigger something in you that's like, oh, wait, now yeah. I get it. Uh, but yeah. it all comes down to a very basic um, stuff in life. Um, but that also realizing that makes it also very... Um, easy because it's just it, it's it, it's quite simple in the end uh, it all comes down to but basic realizing things. that can be very difficult <laughs> yeah it, but it sounds so basic and the thing is that if you those what those books really help you with and for me podcasts also really help with it is listening to other people or reading from other people helps you to be uh, aware of those things constantly because it's easy yeah, to forget yeah. mm -hmm. and so you got to um, keep in it yeah yeah and if you read about it or if you hear some if you listen to this podcast right now and if you hear us talking about it it makes it easier for you to ask yourself that question and to um, well relate yourself with it again and i think that that's what books really do for me or for other people uh, or podcasts or blogs or whatever but it helps you to become more aware of what you're actually doing and not just going, being an auto, on autopilot. That's how I see it. Uh, yeah. Most people are on autopilot. They just go with the flow and are not in control of anything. But are they less happy? I think most of them are. I think that's the biggest yeah, problem I, I with don't people know. who are unhappy with life. Sorry? I, I really don't know. Yeah. I think that a lot. I mean, of happiness is a is a very difficult concept in general. But that's yeah. what you, if you are aware, maybe if you're aware of it, it becomes more difficult to be happy. Um, so, but yeah, I think um, I have a kid, that, that's, a kid that's of one and a so half difficult. years old who's not asking these questions herself, and she she just yeah she laughs all day, and uh, I'm really sure she's a really happy kid. And, yeah, uh, but she also doesn't have a job and things that they have, they don't have to pay bills. They don't have people to be responsible to. It's a different thing. No, because and if you would, uh, if you don't have the bills and all the stuff and the responsibilities, uh, let's say you're uh, born into a really uh, rich family, then you can still, it's also relative and unhappiness can come from everything. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. And sometimes I doubting whether the... Uh, the consciously consciousness of all the stuff really helps you and um, yeah uh, like you guys read a lot of books I read exactly zero on them and I always uh, just trust on uh, logic and uh, I do ask myself a lot, a lot of questions not FL Studio huh? not FL Studio you say you trust on logic Ah, ah. Oh, sorry, okay. I tried. I tried. Okay. I, I, I had, we're gonna I clip this for Instagram. Back. I couldn't, couldn't let okay. this one slide, Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done talking. No, I, you go. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand, Ralph. Like, uh, happiness is a super uh, complicated thing, um, but I think that there's a lot of people in society, and we all know some of them who are super unhappy with their job, who are super unhappy with the relationship they're in. With, um, with the family that they're in, with their parents, with their friends. I don't know, give it a reason. But the problem is, if you're unhappy with anything in life, change it. And that's what people most likely don't do because that's scary, you know? You go outside of your comfort well, zone. that's and true. And I totally agree if you don't change anything. But sometimes they feel like they're unhappy with the job, but it's not the job. Uh, uh, you yeah, see people true. always yeah. starting with changing the stuff which is easy to change but yeah, yeah that's not always the case uh, uh, um, which is the, the, the source that makes you unhappy and yeah. 
Of course, mm -hmm. I'm really not a psychologist and I, I haven't read any books, so I'm just a basic guy saying stuff about it. But yeah, that's what I always see. I see people um, in my uh, surroundings. What do they do? Um, they go to the gym all of a sudden, a lot. And in one year, they grow these biceps way out of control. But of course, that's an easy thing to do because you just have to... Uh, lift stuff up and do it repetitively and it's yeah. not uh, it's definitely not helping the source of the unhappiness it's just uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it can yeah. help though it can help though of I can, course I can it explain can help. this to yeah. you I can oh, explain yeah. this to you how it works because there's like I think it's out of my out of the top of my mind six or seven levels that you have as a human being working from the outside in so When I talk about the outside, it's what you t what you talk about, your environment. That's the outside world. Mm -hmm. And from there, you go deeper into your own consciousness, as you might call it. So what most people are aware of is the outside world. It's their environment. So if they're unhappy, they buy a new iPhone. Or yeah, or they clothes. Go to yeah, that's so clothes. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're, they're hoping for that iPhone filling the gap of feeling shitty or lonely or whatever they are trying to, to But do. It's, it's not gonna? And no, it's much deeper. And the problem is that 99% out of the people on the planet only know how to fill gaps with buying iPhones or Lamborghinis or expensive clothes, but they don't know how to deal with everything that's happen in, happening inside of them. And that's what a psychologist does. That's what coaches do. Um, that's why you go to those people. Because the problem is on a much deeper surface, but you're not aware of it. And by talking to professionals, you find out where the problem really is. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, that definitely makes but sense. I, yeah. I think also working out is, is not the best um, uh, example of what you mean, I think, Ralph. Because working out... Yeah, like or buying clothes or also stuff. Does I a think lot that's of the stuff first in your brain. Yeah. And then it yeah, goes yeah, buying to, stuff is... Yeah, a, yeah. yeah. But also Changing like relationships, but, for example. <laughs> but gaming is yeah. for like that's also kind of filling a gap. It's it's easy uh, and yeah. turning off the the mind, like like uh, sporting excessively and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, people just tend to just grasp on things which are easily makeable, but it's not the easy yeah. road that will help them. Definitely not. Yeah, it's no. it's gotta yeah. go the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good wow. one. No, but, uh, I like that the one. Thing with, uh, on fire. <laughs> the thing with working out is, like, scientifically and um, also just physically, you you will feel better. There's mm. like chemicals in your in your body that yeah, that but that make also you does chocolate, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, th true, true. I think what but Ralph think is trying to say is that when you go into yeah. something excessively and do it too yeah, much, yeah. like going to yeah. the to the gym seven times a week, working out way too much. That's that's something that yeah. could be an escape I think for people. Th this yeah, is not thing. even it that. Will make it, you feel yeah. it will make you feel better, but it won't solve your problems. That's what yeah. a year later when you have your biceps and your muscles. Yeah, what then? Okay, you yeah. still have the yeah. problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. uh, my point. And I said sporting, yeah. but it's it's it starts with uh, buying stuff. Uh, yeah, if you see my bank account, I I actually buy, don't buy anything. Yeah, stuff uh, to You're rebuild loaded. the house. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I'm happy I always <laughs> save uh, my money. I don't spend yeah. anything. But yeah, uh, I'm perfectly uh, happy, uh, although I need a But I think also yeah. reading a lot about it, um, for me, it does a couple of things. But I think I, when I read it, I see, oh, wait, other people feel this too. Yeah, mm -hmm. That can help already. It's like, oh, wait, yeah, it's like it's it's really nice to read about other people's problems because you're like oh wait I, I have those problems yeah, too I totally had the um, same when I heard the guy of uh, Lowlands talk uh, and I could feel his frustration about the whole situation and how governments are handling it Ooh, I, I'm, def uh, I'm, I'm sharing the same uh, frustration yeah. and Yeah, it was kind of a relief that I was not alone and it was perfect, perfectly normal. Yeah, and I, exactly, that's yeah. why I was thinking uh, that way. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, definitely cool. And also, and also, what's important to mention here, I think, is that there is no right or wrong way to do it. You know, like some people go to coaches, other people write, uh, read books, mm -hmm. some people don't do anything. It doesn't matter what you do, as long well, as you it, are happy with your life. There's one thing that will for sure work. Artist coaching. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well, Joey introduced me to the whole concept of artist coaching and there were points in my career that I that an artist coach would have helped way more than a manager yeah. or uh, even a booker. Mm. And um, yeah, luckily uh, in my surroundings, I had guys like Sidney Sampson or Afrojack who I could talk to who already knew the ropes. And if I wouldn't have those guys, yeah, it would be a lot harder for me. Yeah. And just, um, just out of curiosity, what kind of moments are you talking about? Like, at which moments did you think, like, okay, I need to talk to someone? Or well, you're you're always a bit unsure of uh, the the world is constantly changing, especially in our world where where you go on social media and you see everybody doing uh, a lot of stuff. So the world is always uh, in motion. And it were these moments, uh, whether it was with success after Moosh Moosh, I didn't know what to make, kind of uh, what kind of music to make, and mm. um, but also before the success or after, yeah, it always just changes, and you always, when you set out a path, it, it's uh, you have to uh, stick to your course, uh, see the the eye on the ball. It's long term. And that just makes you unsure of yourself. And at those points, those moments, it's nice to have someone to talk to who knows how this goes, who knows what's going uh, uh, on inside you. And um, yeah, they, they can help you and make yeah. you sure can of your path. But also, yeah. also, can, also it can, it can uh, it, it's, it's, it's really difficult to find the, the right people for that, I think. Um, I think you got to get lucky as well with, with who you like me running into or l becoming friends with bass checkers is I'm really lucky with that because they pinpoint out certain stuff um, with me that makes sense for me but there are also other DJs I've been talking to and or you hang out with and you, you realize after a while that you think you want stuff that they're talking about but you don't really want that stuff um, mm -hmm. and Um, maybe even with bass checkers, sometimes they have stuff like, hey, you, you should do like that or like that. And then you think you want that for a while, but then realize no you don't. Way. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, um, I think someone outside of the whole music industry um, could be helpful as well. Oh, uh, definitely. Or like maybe yeah. someone that's not a DJ. It's, it's, I think it's important to talk to a lot of people, a lot of different people. Oh, for us, that's uh, the whole. Uh, it, yeah. Sorry, you that, can go. No, uh, that's the whole the whole thing. Raise uh, your hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But that's the whole uh, core of why why I started doing this is is being neutral because that's something I really missed as an artist, like having someone around you who was neutral in this whole thing. So not another mm. DJ, not an, your manager, not someone who's connected to you or who is being in the same space as where you are but someone who is completely tied from everything that you do uh, and is only focused on you and doesn't have any benefits in you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'll, looking I'll at again the two this. of you. <laughs> hey, wow. <laughs> well done. Hey, you got my thumb. Well done. Okay, hey, guys, quick question. Uh, yeah. Um, I know it's COVID, we don't go outside. But Two seconds, we're gonna have to wrap this up in a couple of minutes because I have a meeting in 15 minutes, so. Yeah, plus we're always also, uh, it's almost an hour, so I think uh, people, uh, yeah. Are tired they, of you. They, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you guys didn't do your hair. What's up with that? I did. I just showered. Oh, you did? It's just very long. Ah. Like there's the hairdressers are closed, so I didn't go already for weeks. Okay. Honestly, I, I almost never do my hair. Hmm. Well, I got a tip for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't. I just don't like uh, gel. I, I don't like yeah. be, my hair being hard. I do have some wax in it every now and then, but I just just. I, I don't know. I just wake up. That's yeah, it. I, I think I like we can we can little feel a little bit offended for this. Like Joey can feel a little bit offended because he actually didn't do his hair. <laughs> I can feel very offended because I actually you tried to make it. something out of it. <laughs> no, it's just you can also uh, draw a conclusion and not be offend offended. I'm not what's offended. The, never by conclusion? you. I'm never offended. Oh, that's nice to hear. 
I'm only offended when my mom, like I, probably my mom is the only one that can really offend me and my dad. Yeah. I also dislike like, when, when you just uh, like uh, put on your fanciest clothes and then uh, in my uh, uh, case is my wife and she goes like, hey, uh, you still have to change up? Come on, we have to go. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you just changed. Yeah. For the next Took me minute. half an hour to come, uh, become ready, but yeah. Okay. Exactly. Guys, I want to thank you yep. uh, again. And they need you really there, Ralph. Uh, someone came again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone peeked in again. Yeah, I think you have to go. I'm really looking forward to uh, the upcoming year because um, we just started with the whole online platform. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to build that with you guys and yeah. see what the future brings yep. for us. So uh, Same. We'll, we'll keep doing these uh, episodes every month and um, catch up with you. See how things are going. Catch up. It's a lot Good of fun. Job. Good talk. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I Good like talk. it also. And um, yeah, uh, for the for <laughs> the future, uh, I have uh, some cool things uh, planned for uh, the platform. So uh, you awesome. yeah, definitely stay tuned. Stay tuned. Have a good Pleasure. day, guys. Yeah, you too. You too. Adios. Bye-bye. Yeah.